This is the Cajun Country Voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmaurice. And it's time for the Food Show. I want you to know in advance that we are taking a few steps forward over here today. Uh, for years, I've had this gizmo that lets me do my program from the road, the road often ending at my own driveway, and also to uh, be on the air on weekends and not have to worry about the long commute. There's a new piece of equipment that they let me borrow today to go over to Drago's in Covington. Now, all the other Drago's, I'm sorry, did I just say Covington? Well, that's a bad start. But uh, <laughs> right here in uh, Lafayette, of all places, the capital of the Cajun country, and uh, about a year ago, is it now? Did they say? It's about a year ago they bought, huh? They moved into the. Uh, a really fantastic-looking building, very spacious, uh, lots of room for everything, big windows. They have an open kitchen. It's a really a great-looking restaurant. It almost looks like the kind of thing only a chain restaurant would build. I don't think they have enough to be called a chain. It's the original Drago's. There's the one in Jackson, Mississippi. There's the one in, uh, what is this one? And Oh, the one in the hotel. Down. That's, that's four. That's not a chain. But uh, this one, uh, they opened up and with high hopes, and apparently those have been fulfilled. And we were talking to Tommy Sotanovich, who, who we will be talking to in just a few minutes. Uh, so I'm wandering around here and uh, give us a scoop on the place and Lafayette and how it's different from New Orleans. But uh, we decided, as long as we're going over there, why don't we do an Eat Club dinner, too? So we, we did. And uh, I knew that we wouldn't get a whole, whole lot of people because most of my readers are, live in New Orleans. And, you know, I don't get too, too many of them from Lafayette. Although I, I put a count on it, I just checked my database, and it turns out I had about 50 people, 50 subscribers, I mean, a whole lot more than that, I'm sure, who, uh, who read my newsletter every day and who uh, obviously live close enough to come in. Winds up, we have a, you know, about 20-something people coming. Should be a nice uh, afternoon. It's a big family-style eat with uh, the lobster that they're famous for right in the center of the dish, but then spiraling out with, with lots of uh, appetizers. Of course, the famous uh, charbroiled oysters and all the other great dishes that Drago's has become known for over all its long, long history. Locally owned very concerned, very big part of the community kind of a place, as you will learn if you didn't already know it, from uh, Tommy Sotanovich, who is Drago's son. And his mother is still around, too, though, so she's uh, always watching things to make sure it's okay. Anyway, we are broadcasting live from there. We're right in the middle of the dining room, and after the show is over, we're going to have our Eat Club dinner here tonight. I think we could probably still squeeze people in, huh? Anyway, just call the Drago's number for Metairie, and that's, that's how you get a hold of us. Uh, or maybe we might even find a, a phone number for this. Uh, we'll, we'll let Tommy tell us what to do. Anyway, uh, it's, it is kind of a commute from here, though. Uh, about two hours, and we had real good traffic coming over. The other person I'm speaking with is my wife, Mary Andrews. Right over here, and I'm not. I'm not getting close to you in order to be close to you. Oh well. No, I. No, this this 
this new gizmo. Well, sir, it's one thing if you're that close to me, but Charlie Goodson might object. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll straighten him out on that uh, right away. Uh, and anyhow, uh, we are here, and, uh, and it's great to be here in Lafayette. You know, I just don't get here very often, although I have uh, a few good friends that live here, uh, at least part-time. And uh, I don't know, they, said that they certainly have a lot of restaurants, and they certainly also have a tradition of fine dining around here. And, oh, and by the way, on our way here, we, uh, Marianne had the idea of uh, stopping, and it wouldn't be a visit to the Cajun country if you didn't stop in a gas station or something that looked like a gas station and have a, a few links of, uh, of boudin. And in case you don't know, there is an officially san sanctioned way to eat boudin after you pick it up in the, in the convenience store. And just about anywhere you go that sells anything, they also serve uh, uh, as much uh, uh, of that as you want. So, uh, what are you writing? Uh, he wants heartburn? No. Oh, at A Bears. That's where we went. A Bears, we stopped in. We got some food in there. We got some uh, some uh, spicy meat pies, a couple other things. And everywhere you stop, you just see that. So, the official sanctioned way to eat food in Cajun country is. One hand on the boudin, the other on the wheel. And that way you'll be sure to get home, and you won't be hungry when you get home, believe me, because a length of boudin will fill you up. Unless you are one just of one of those Cajuns. What? I tend to get one of those fried boudin. Oh, fried boudin, that's different. And it's kind of like a boudin... Uh, Boudin, what do they call those? It's like if you weren't doing something bad enough for yourself. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, um, it's great to be here uh, talking about all this with, uh, and Tommy Satanovich is going to come in a while, and I hear we will also get the guy who runs Charlie G's. Charlie Gibson. And Charlie Gibson? Goodson. Goodson. Anyway, he, uh, he had Charlie G's, you might remember, on Veterans Highway right at the canal. And uh, the, the original one is here in Lafayette, though. And so uh, always has been a good restaurant. They, they're very famous for their crab cakes. The crab cakes were always terrific. In fact, I stole an idea out of their recipe, which they never really, you know, threw around all that much. But the, the trick is you make a little demi-gloss. Not, not, not a little demi-gloss, a little... Uh, here, Tommy, you ready to go? Yeah, sure. We Well, now, believe me, we can avoid that. It's just a, a new piece of equipment here. It's, the sound quality is fantastic. So I'm just going to sit this right here, and, and if you will maybe talk only a little bit louder than you ordinarily would. Well, I'm pretty loud. All you got to do is loud ask, enough. Yeah, ask, yeah. Uh, you know, just ask, especially when... Uh, we're ordering food okay, in the see, kitchen. This, this is what you are causing here. <laughs> and you're way over here in the nines with the bread on it. So I think you're putting out enough decibels for uh, for a nice uh, interview. I've uh, been over here a, a year. A little over a year. And uh, what, gotta, uh, what was in your brain that made you want to open up another restaurant? Well, obviously, <laughs> you, you, you know, Well, I mean, from what I've heard from a lot, of, a lot of people in the restaurant business, they just... You never know, enough. <laughs> it's never enough. Yeah. And uh, but I've always had this fetish with Lafayette. I loved Lafayette from 
when I was in college and uh, because my grades weren't good enough, my mom and dad would not let me come here. You know, they said I could easily, you know, they, they, they had no problem sending me away to school, but they wanted to make sure that I was going to be 100%, you yeah. know, in, all yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, I was all in with everything, not just <laughs> student, you know, and, uh, and yeah, I was on a six-year program and never did graduate. Uh, and, uh, but I, I always I wanted to go that in our days, it was USL. Uh-huh. And it was, it, you know, in our day, it was the party school. And Tommy wanted to go to Lafayette and get away from mom and dad and party. And uh, it just didn't work out that way. And I've always loved Lafayette. I've always, you know, coming through here, always enjoyed. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, although we've got really cool people in New Orleans, and uh, but the people in Lafayette are so friendly, so easygoing. Um, they're, they're, they're just really, if I had to live somewhere, other than where I live in Metairie right now, this would be where I would live. It's that You know, nice. uh, there's one uh, aspect of that that I've always thought convincing, proving exactly your point, and that is if you tell a Cajun joke to Cajuns, most Cajun jokes wind up with either uh, Boudreaux or Thibodeau, one or the other of them just does nothing but stupid things. I mean, <laughs> so it's a joke about stupid Cajuns. And yet if you tell such a joke to to any Cajun, they will not be offended. In, in fact, they laugh louder than anybody else, and then they think about it, and they, they memorize it so they can tell it. Or, or and, they write it down so they can remember it next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's my problem. I forget all the time. Yeah. Well, uh, but uh, this is the great thing about Cajuns, is that they, they laugh at everything, and wouldn't it, the world be better if we were all that way? It, you know what? If the way they live here would spread out just a little bit more around, uh, our world would definitely be a much better place. I to think live. so. No two yeah, ways sure. about it. Uh, and plus, think of the seafood you get to eat. I mean, where do you find more good local seafood than around this area where you've got crawfish and I'm gonna by say, the millions. These are some crawfish-eating people here, oh, too. Do they and, ever. And, and don't try to serve them something that's... Uh, that's why we don't serve boiled crawfish here. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. It's not... You know, and, they didn't have and none I'm, of them walking. You know? I, I'm a firm believer in do what you do best and do it. And uh, although I can peel and eat crawfish and drink beer pretty good, uh, I'm not... Uh, I, I cooking crawfish is a it's an art, and uh, and like you just said, they take their crawfish serious here. So there's uh, no so question about it. More so than in New Orleans. More so than in New Orleans, absolutely. Well, they know it. It's in their in their hearts. Let me tell you, these people uh, during crawfish season, they'll eat crawfish a couple three times a week here, and uh, and whether they whether they do it at their house or a friend's house or. Uh, in the driveway of you know where they work after work, or if they go out to eat crawfish, uh, you know for these restaurants that serve it on a regular basis. This is a crawfish-eating city, and uh, well, you don't have to drive very far to find the places where they're actually they're being everywhere. grown. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah, they, you know, there's a lot of great crops of all kinds that come from around here. Like, just the, the sugar cane alone How about is rice? huge. Probably, rice, yeah. it just goes on for to you know, the horizon and then several times over. And then over. past that. You know? Yeah. And, and, and again, it's just, it's a it's a really really nice place to uh, whether it you know whether it's our employees, whether it's our customers. Um, I, I'm just impressed with the people here. Yeah. I was going to ask you, and we just kind of 
dovetails into that. Here you have, uh, uh, this is your fourth restaurant, I think? The fourth one, yeah. Fourth we, location. The original in Metairie. Yeah. Then we have the Hilton location. We have one in Jackson, Mississippi on County Line Road. And then we have this one here. What is, uh, what is that like these days? I mean, that is... It seems like everybody's chaining out, even even some major gourmet kind of originally small mom and pop kind of places. The next thing you know, they've got 24 of them. Well, we've only got four, and uh, but that's still pretty that's good. Still I mean, pretty just good, to yeah. get one open is amazing to me. And, and uh, well, you know I've never it, done it's, it. It's all about ambition. It's all about you know uh, you know never being enough and. Uh, Again, I, I I love what I do and and working and you, you do know, what and, you want too and that's the good part about <laughs> yeah. it. Until my Unless mom, or my, wife, to say, <laughs> my mom, or if I'm around the house, or if my wife comes around, yeah. Uh, <laughs> up until then, I'm doing good. Yeah. And uh, but no, it, it's uh, it's been a this has been a, a very interesting year, a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. And uh, tell and, me something you've learned. Well, in Lafayette, the people um, obviously like crawfish. They obviously like to go out to eat, but they also like specials. You know, they want to they want a happy hour. They want you know, they want to get that you know that little lanyap, that little something extra. Yeah. And uh, which is fine. And it, you know, it's part of the culture. Part, part of the culture. And uh, so we you know we're doing it. And uh, they. Uh, it's been very, it's been very successful for us. We are very happy here. Um, it's just been a great. Place. I just, I just heard, thought of a great idea for you, and maybe you've already done it, because uh, you're such a thinker that you come up with things. Have one version of the menu in French. That would work here. Yeah, just here. There's just, no way that no, would work no. anywhere no, in, in New in, Orleans or in, in Metairie. In Metairie, it's, you, know, you know, getting English out of them is hard enough. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's um, well, yeah, no, that would be something very, that'd be very interesting. Yeah, because the French culture here is, uh, is with the Cajun, uh, is uh, big time. Yeah. yeah. You never know. I, I wasn't thinking about that, but uh, when I go to bed Neither tonight, I'll I. start thinking. I wasn't thinking at all. I, I'm going to think, I'm going to say, you know what? Maybe we should come up with this French part of it. It would make a statement. It's great to be here visiting in Lafayette today. And we figured as long as we're here, why don't we check in on some of the other restaurants that are very well known and thought of as among the best. It's certainly in Lafayette, and you could even say the whole state or however you want to get big with it. But this is a name who you've... Uh, let me get this. Uh, pull that up. Pull, pull yourself up a little bit. You, you, you probably don't have a booming voice like No, I don't. Uh, but uh, anyway, Charlie Goodson was the guy who, for whom Charlie G's was named, obviously, and uh, you started the place. When, how long ago was that? Uh, 85, 1985, August of 85. Yeah. We, uh, we moved out to the south side of town with the growth of the city at, at that time. I was involved with a, another restaurant here, Cafe Vermillionville at the time. Oh, I remember that. Though. They're, they're, they're still stolen. here. Oh, they are oh, still yeah, here. No kidding. Ken, okay. Ken Baron uh, and I opened yeah. Cafe Vermillionville together, and then we opened Charlie G's together, and we almost starved to death. So uh, <laughs> the uh, oil field went went well, really down in, in 86, and we, we thought the best way to survive that kind of thing was for one of us to take one restaurant, put all your heart and soul in it, one of us take the other restaurant, put your heart and soul in it, and go for it. And that's what we did, and 
Sure, luckily we both survived. So uh, how long was the restaurant in Metairie? Ten years. That ten years. Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember when it first opened, it was a huge hit. And uh, we had a very good uh, group. Initial group was outstanding. Uh, general manager, Mike Reese, was my partner there. Uh, Bill yeah. Shirley, He's a the chef. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bill Shirley, the chef, and uh, two or three other guys that, that Mike knew through his commander's palace days. And we had a great great staff. Yeah. Uh, what I uh, remember as being the great dish that everybody would clamor for were the crab cakes. Crab cakes. Yeah. It had kind of like a, a sort of a bechamel with uh, maybe a little a little something else in there. But it, it worked like a dream. I still make my own. Whenever I make them at home, that's how I make them. I use your recipe. Well, that's awful nice. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It was a, a, you still a, have it at the... At we the, still do. Okay. It's a, a different approach to a crab cake. It's, it's a thickened bechamel sauce. We put a lot more flour into it to make it, when it, it congeals, when it, when it chills, it becomes a paste. But once you heat it back up, it becomes liquid again. So if you put that crust on the outside, a floured crust, pan saute it in some butter, it gets crispy on the outside. And once you cut into it, it becomes a... And yet it, it holds up. It does. And the big problem with making crab cakes... This is, by the way, different from making stuffed crabs. Stuffed crabs are related, but not the same. But a, but, a, but a crab cake, you have to have something to hold it together. And although the scientists are working on a crab cake that holds together of its own gravity, <laughs> they haven't been able to pull it off yet. But the, in the meantime, you have something in there to hold it. And, and this, I thought, was a brilliant idea. I don't know who came up with it, but uh, it was uh, a good one. Pat Moore. Chef yeah. Pat Moore uh, was our original chef there. He came up with that idea, and uh, we've been using it ever since. And, uh, if, if you if you heat it up too slowly, it becomes a sauce and yeah. it falls apart. You have to has a little get the fire to it right away. Yeah, good dish. I really we've been there the whole time. Where's Charlie G's? Here in town? Yeah, on the south side of town on yeah. Ambassador Caffrey Parkway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seemed like for a while everything in the world was on that. Yeah, it still is. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, it's, uh, it's about 65, 70,000 cars a day yeah. passing okay. through the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. So it's a very, very busy, busy thoroughfare. And it's uh, been a good location for us from the very beginning. Interestingly, when we moved out there, the oil center kind of had a feeling that it was going to move out there. The oil center, for your, for your other listeners, is, is our hub of the oil industry here in town. And it's it's uh, centered in, the, in an area called the oil center. Well, they started building some big buildings on the south side of town, and Ken and I said, look, we're going to go out there and join them. Next door to me was Superior Oil. had 90 uh, people in it. Tentacle Oil was next door, 450 people. By the time the fit-out was done, they were both empty. Hmm. So, so it, it was slow that then. Yeah, that's still legendary. Uh, what, what happened to just about everything on the West Bank, even, you could identify it that way. Uh, was uh, just with the oil guys gone? Uh, nobody was spending money for big, fancy dinners and lunches in the in the hotels and in restaurants. Yeah, the spending dollars they had never returned really to that yeah. to that level. Oh well, it wouldn't be the first time. No, yeah. no, yeah. Our, we've been lucky here in Latvia. Our, our economy has diversified greatly. The medical industry, the university. Uh, high tech. Uh, we 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 really diversified a lot. Now oil oil still moves and moves this economy. 
but it's not uh, the biggest chunk that it used to be. Yeah. I have a, uh, a, a very good friend who's a native of Lafayette, uh, Broussard to be exact. And he, uh, his family over the years, they've been at it for quite a while. Uh, they started out in the sugar business, and then they moved to real uh, to uh, to petroleum, and then after that, they went into real estate. I mean, it's just you can almost see the very common the variations in the economy as they played along. You'd be surprised that there's a very common thread in this area, in the rural Lafayette area. Big sugar cane, found oil, and then they have hundreds and hundreds of acres in the end of being in the real estate business. And it, if anything, it seems to me that the number of uh, sugarcane fields has been growing lately. I mean, I don't, that might be an illusion, but there are certain places I go to once a year, maybe, and that go through, you know, how you can drive through sugarcane plantations for what seem like days sometimes. But it's uh, it seems to be growing. I know the trucks are rolling right now. Every really rural are. road in, in our area is full of cane trucks right now. Well, things could be worse. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's, it's nice uh, seeing you. Yeah, I think I, we must have met at some point in the Metairie restaurant at, at oh, one time or another. I used to wait on you all the time. Oh, good. Well, I, was, I thought you, you looked familiar. <laughs> by uh, the way, I, I didn't really mean anything by only giving you a dime that time. Oh, that's yeah, all right. So uh, I, they, they had warned me <laughs> ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, your reputation precedes you. Well, thank you yeah. very much. Well, Tom. it's great seeing you great again. To see and you. Uh, thanks for coming on you, our little show. We, I enjoy we're it just very visiting much. Lafayette. We're trying out a new piece of equipment. It's mainly what we're doing. Well, and uh, glad to be I'm a just rolling you. along. Good to see you. When yeah. you come to town, please look us up. I certainly will. All right. Thank see you. How do you like that, Marianne? He, uh, he makes crab cakes. I know you like crab cakes. I know cakes. the crab cakes are not. The crab cakes are. That, he makes a real crab cake. That's the, a real the, crab cake. The, the crab cakes that we get now are mostly, with very few exceptions, they're mostly like crab stuffing in a ball of rice. Like a crab boulet is what you would call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Only flat. Well, that works for me. I, I, that, that'll always uh, be something I can live with. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. We're coming to you live today from Drago's in Lafayette. A little bit of a trip, kind of like a side trip. We're testing out some new equipment. It flunked one test so far, but we're not worried about it. I think it's doing great. What? I think it's great. Yeah, it's so, great. so far so yeah. good. I mean, uh, I'm assuming that we can be heard back in the studios. But anyway, uh, you uh, heard that there is a hamburger place. Because I know, and everybody else knows too, that uh, you have a, a real, a real uh, envie, as they would say in Cajun country, an envie for hamburgers. And if you ask anybody in Lafayette, you could just pick people out at random and say, where's the best hamburger place in town? And they will all tell you the same place. And what, uh, that's... Uh, uh, they did, in fact, tell me that. When I've done the show for you, yeah. people will call up and say, if you want the classic American hamburger, yeah. go to GBC's in Lafayette. And I was thinking, what is this? I've never heard of this place. And just coincidentally, it's across the street. So across the street from Drago's. I went over to finally get the GBC's <laughs> hamburger. Yeah. And what did you think? It's a classic American hamburger from the 50s. Yeah, I, I took two bites out of it myself. 
so uh, I, think I it's can good, It's good that. quality meat. It's not too thin. Yep. It's, it's Now, I, I need pickles on yeah, my me burgers, too. Me too. but it's only shredded lettuce. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's from the 50s. It's, it's shredded iceberg lettuce, no tomatoes, no pickles, no fries. You get chips in a bag. And it's, it's kind of, it's an, it's an interesting place. It's a, a national landmark, the little building. Is it really? I mean, it's, it's a dump, but it's clean and it's cute, you know? And, yeah. and, and it's busy because it's, it's an institution. Well, something like 30 years ago, yeah. believe it or not, uh, there used to be. I know, my, they might be mad at you. Well, oh, I know. They, my phone call. they may, uh, I don't know if it's still around, but there was a newspaper. It was like Gambit it was, it was, uh-huh. or Figaro. It was really in, in that, that style. And uh, they asked me to come to town and spend a few days trying they gave me a list of 10 places to go for hamburgers. And they said, you wouldn't believe how involved people get in the hamburgers that they do. They just, everybody's got a, a different idea about it. And sometimes they even break out into fights about it or, or letters being sent to the... Well, to those the, of us uh, who love hamburgers understand that. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But uh, anyway, what happened was uh, I went to all of these places, and uh, they were last on my list. But I must tell you that the burger that you gave me to try today was a lot different from the one that I had back then. Tommy, you like Judices? You like Judices? I love hamburgers. (laughs) You too, huh? I love hamburgers. And uh, I go there uh, when I'm here. I go there a lot. A lot of times I'll have my son pick up burgers, and because my son actually lives here in Lafayette, and uh, he goes to you know goes to school here, and uh, and he loves Lafayette. I, I think I lost him to Lafayette, but uh, but he'll then I'll call him. I said, dude, I'm here, and uh, I said, yeah, I want two burgers, and he'll bring them over and. Uh, I mean, they're it's really a classic neat. 50s burger. In, in, in the, they, they wrap, they wrap it in the wax paper. They put the onion, the raw onion on it, and uh, and then a little spicy ketchup. If oh, you I'm all in. It's a little sleeve though. It's, that onion, don't, you have the option of eating it. Yeah, but but don't order French fries there because they're not going to have it. You got to have the zaps. Ah. Yeah. So. Well, well things could be worse than that. They had that little chip. They had that little chip. Yeah. Um, sort of like a, a laundry line of chips. Hanging like a laundry uh, well, that's, that's one way to do it. Hey, uh, somebody's on hold here. Uh, I think somebody is calling us on the uh, green phone. Bob, welcome to the food show. Hi, Tom. Um, you, you, I know you mentioned a couple of times that y'all are using a new piece of equipment. I'm not, not trying to get too technical or anything, but what is it that you've changed? Uh, it's... Uh, it's just a totally different. Uh, it, it, it's a it's software that tucks into my computer. I'm using my my laptop to do most okay. of this. And, and okay. there's a special. It, it, all right, that that, that makes little, sense. Uh, headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. It, it, I'm, I'm just you know we're, I'm calling from New Orleans and I'm just letting you know. I mean, here it sounds like you, like you're way way far away. Like you could tell it's a muffled okay, well, sound, maybe, and that that may be natural. You know, so that's no well, big deal. Well, it could be. Uh, the yeah. deal is, one of the funny things about this is that it can only accommodate one microphone at a time. So yeah, sure. uh, when, uh, and I got everybody sitting around the table and I'm getting the microphones as close as I can. And then you have uh, Tommy Sakonovich over here who has a big booming voice. And so he's got no problems. 
And uh, but I'll, I'll note that, and uh, we'll we'll see if we can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, listen, and, uh, listen. I'm not complaining at all. I mean, I, I oh. want you to be aware of it. it, it you, you guys sound fine. The, the the quality of the sound is fine. It just sounds like you're kind of you can tell you're a distant way away. That's okay. It. Well, I will I will act uh, in resolve to that. All okay. Right. You guys here in New Thanks. Orleans probably hear it, so no problem. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's the food right, show. See you. It's Bye. Uh, Tommy Sutanovich is here, and uh, anyway, uh, he says he's going to project a little bit more to make sure we are heard very, very well. Oh, no, we're doing good. Let, let me ask you a stupid question. Are you doing the charbroiled oysters here? Absolutely. We're shucking sell, the oysters. Is and it very popular? or is it? It, it, it is just as popular <laughs> here. We're selling just as many per person here as we do uh, in the Metairie restaurant. Yes, uh, they we, we do. Um, they're perfect. Beautiful. All the oysters come from Metairie. The sauce comes from Metairie, just like in all the restaurants. Oh. And uh, and putting them on the grill. Look, this is one of those dishes, as you well know, you've heard me say it a bunch of times. It's all about keeping it simple. Use fresh yeah. Louisiana oysters. You put them on the barbecue grill, a char grill, and just that same butter garlic sauce and a little bit of Parmigiana Romano cheese and get that French bread ready. But that's the only thing actually a little bit different here. You know, their French bread here in Lafayette is different than our French bread in Metairie. And these people here swear by their French bread. Sure they I, do. I mean, I love, you know, you know me, I love our Leidenheimer. And, uh, but, the, you know, theirs is a little bit more like a sub. It's a soft, it's not, the, the, the outside is not as crispy as uh, ours is. It's a little softer. And, uh, but they they all love it, and uh, so we serve their French bread here. And uh, but I got to tell you, when you eat whether it's their French bread or our Leidenheimer French bread, you take that, you put it in the butter and garlic sauce that's on the plate. Man, is that good? <laughs> Almost better than I, the oysters. I know we we do a lot of that. Every time we come over, we just like tank out on those suckers. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, well, uh, you have you told me something once that I think captures more or less the same thing you're telling me. We, uh, the recipe for your, for your uh, oysters uh-huh. uh, is pretty well Very distributed. I, 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 you've never Butter, refused to give yeah. anybody. Butter and margarine, yep. black pepper, yep. Italian seasoning, and chopped garlic. And that's it. And that's it. And now the Parmesan cheese at the end. Well, the Parmesan yeah. Romano cheese, it's a 50-50 mix. Oh, half oh and half. okay. You put a little bit of parsley in uh, Parmesan Romano cheese, and that's it. Well, what else you told me, this has always stuck in my mind, is that, you know, anybody can get this recipe and cook it. But not everybody, as a matter of fact, nobody has our oysters. You have good sources. We've got, uh, we, 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 we take pride in the quality and type of oysters that we get. Uh, we uh, obviously, yes, we use Louisiana oysters, but not only do we use Louisiana we we picked through you know and the last thing that you know the, the people that we work with area last, three the, oh those are that's where most of the oysters are coming from right now that Lake Bourne Saint Bernard area um, and that, uh, that's where most of the oysters are coming from now then eventually they're going to switch over to Barataria Bay where you know you're going to go to 12 thir- areas 12 and 13 out of Empire Fort Sulphur area but uh, but they know that we want really good quality oysters we. You know, uh, and we thrive for that. That's what we work very, very hard on. Well, it's, I think, explains your success because yeah. it's always been that way. 
who can come here and not get them? I mean, I just... They're good. <laughs> Are they good? The single best bite of food, whether you're in Lafayette or in New Orleans, yeah. it's the single best bite of food in town. Now, uh, for the Eat Club dinner we're doing here tonight, you've put together a menu of some of the some of the appetizers. Of course, we're going to start off with the oysters, but you have a couple of other ones that are new. This is relatively this is, new. Yeah. Um, alligator tacos, blackened alligator tacos. We're using a farm-raised alligator. Uh, we, Just one. You know, we're, it's a bunch of them, <laughs> and uh, we, you know, we we we, we tenderize the meat. And, and I got to tell you, it needs uh, it doesn't need a lot of it. It doesn't need it, a lot. It's Just a very quality. light meat, and it's for anybody who say, oh alligator meat what you know that sounds like gross but it's very mild it's like eating veal or chicken well and, and that's the way i the way i describe it it's not like chicken and it's not like fish and it's not like veal yeah. it's like a combination of all three but it's more like chicken or veal than it is like fish yeah it's very light very very light, very, light, very, very clean. And everything. Now, when you get a wild alligator, it's a little bit different. You, that has a little bit more gamey taste. When you fool in with the meat, the meat is a little bit more slimy and uh, oily. Oh, that and, good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but this stuff, it's fresh, it's clean. Yeah. Uh, it's got a, uh, it, it, I mean, it's got a great, a great eat to it. And then we use arugula. We put, you know, in the tacos, we put arugula. We put the pico. And then we have a Cajun aioli that we put on top of it that is uh, with peppers and honey and low cane syrup with mayo, and it's delicious. Hmm. Well, uh, it certainly works for me because I tried some of these a couple of weeks ago when, when we were, were putting lunch, the dinner yes. together. And uh, there they were. And if I hadn't so much to eat already that day, I would have tanked more of them. But uh, these are pretty good. What else is in there? You've got some well, other I, things. I got arugula in there. And you, what, what are these little pico, cubes? That's pico. That's, uh, that's tomatoes and onions and peppers diced oh. up very finely. Oh, and, as and in pico de gallo. Pico de gallo, yes. Oh, okay. I didn't and make then, that connection. Uh, and uh, actually, we like it so much. Uh, probably uh, right after the new year, we're going to actually start cooking these behind the charbroil station. No kidding. So they're going to come out of the oyster bar uh, and, you know, from the center of the restaurants. Uh, just because I like them that much. They're that good. They really are right good. I mean, and you've got a little kind of a smoky uh, aspect, and you can see it. Yeah, that's it, it's and it's that's the that's the magic crusty, seasoning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it got works. Blackening. It works delicious. I yeah. love it. Something new. And then let's see what are, what we're doing. Those shrimp that you do, shrimp. The floral leaf shrimp. It's a fried. Shrimp. What is that? It, it's a great taste, but you can't put your finger on it. It's a little there, sweet. There's a little it's bit a little of horseradish in it. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. It, it, it's a. It's a. It's, good it's a pepper and uh it's a pepper aioli yeah. and uh we just um we toss the fried shrimp in it add a little bit of peanuts to it and, and it's outstanding it's almost like a cross between a, an aioli and a rumelade but yeah. uh, a little bit on the spicy side with the peanuts and peppers in it and uh it that's actually my favorite dish in the restaurant you know and yeah. whether whether i'll eat it just by itself or whether i put it on a poor boy or on top of a salad or just eat it regular. It's, uh, Sounds good that's to me. probably my favorite tasting food that we serve. Uh, we are also going to have, after that, we're doing that Mediterranean crab meat salad. That's outstanding. And every, not only is it outstanding, but every time I eat it, I feel bad because I feel like I'm stealing it at the price you sell it for. <laughs> but it's, it's like this really good green salad tossed with a tremendous amount of crab, crab meat. meat on top, right. And uh, it's just don't miss that. And you won't if you do this dinner right. with us tonight. 
We're having that, and then we're moving to the lobster. We're gonna have. We're gonna and do the lobster. We got a million garnishes for it. Well, actually, what we'll do is it's a it's a lobster with a macaroni cream, our Marco sauce, the regular Marco sauce that we do. We're gonna mix that with a pasta and put that with it, and then we're gonna do a, a little petite filet mignon, and on top of the filet mignon, we're gonna add. Um, it's like a barbecue shrimp is what we top it with, the New Orleans-style mm -hmm. barbecue shrimp flavor, and that is really outstanding. And, of course, we put some fried eggplant on a plate with that. And uh, the combination of the three together, it works really, really well, and uh, we're very, very happy with it. Not, not, there's a little gizmo attachment here that I was going to play with a little bit. Right here to make it. That's it. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Well, that anyway, great. I didn't know it was all that. You did? Oh, all this, like, this dinner? Yeah, oh, it's huge. Wow. And then we're doing bread pudding for dessert. Bread I think, pudding and, and homemade cheesecake. And, and cheesecake. Oh, really? Yeah. This yep. uh, menu we just told, they're serving it family style. It's $75. That includes the tax, the tip, the wines. And we start at about And a good six. time with me and you. And, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, Tommy's a ton of anybody with a name like Tommy is on <laughs> high in my book. And uh, Mary Ann will be around. Mary Ann will be around. She's not going to be around. No, I will be around. Oh, she will be around. Okay, good. Well, that will be the most charming part of it. We will be coming back uh, momentarily with more of the food show. We're coming to you live today from the Drago's location in Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, they're doing a kind of an e-club dinner tonight. This is all just uh, put together to celebrate the fact that they have got this presence here, and they seem to be spreading it around, and everybody seems to be happy about it. We have more of the food show following the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.